Before I jump into the Word real quick, if you're a guest, would you just wave at me? I didn't get to see. Good to have you guys. Thank you for being here. If you didn't get one of those cards, please make sure you fill that out. If, well, obviously you can't put it in the offering now, but there's a gold slot out in the entryway if you'll put it through there. We, we really covet those so that we know who's here and, and that we can pray for you and we'll reach out to you to see uh, how we can serve you. So if you would do that, that'd be wonderful. Uh, most of you know that we're in a campaign right now, Legacy. Will you say that with me, Legacy? Legacy, Legacy campaign. I, I think what I'll do every week is just kind of uh, let you know where we are. Uh, by May 1st, uh, if you... Just, just a quick update, this building and this campus here has been sold. We're uh, buying a new one, uh, 772 Kathleen, and uh, it's about five acres. It's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And uh, yesterday the bank was there doing a, help me out, an appraisal on it. And I think we're signing a contract soon on a general contractor, all kinds of things are taken off so but to give you an update to where that's at by may 1st we have to uh well our our we hope to have $150,000 on top of the sale of this building, which we're going to probably earn about six or 700000 out of this building. We hope to put 150000 more of that on May 1st. And so out of that, because I just want to thank, thank you. I, you know, most of you, I don't know who's given, but thank you for those who have. Last week, we were at 65727 and I just let you know where we are at. And then uh, this week, uh, because of those who gave, we're now at over 81000 So, So I, I tell you, I tell you, just, just don't miss the special opportunity to be at something grassroots. Like Ben said, if every family gave $300 by May 1st, we'll have it done. But thank God for those who uh, that's able to give more. You know, somebody this week gave $10,000 and, and just, uh, just a wonderful thing. So uh, make sure you check that out, the campaign, the legacy brochure, if you've not done that. Uh, we're going to jump into the Word right now. I'm super excited to kind of share with you what I want to share uh, going into this this next weekend is very, very, very important. Uh, it's Easter weekend, Resurrection Sunday, and it's, it's, it's something that we view that God wants to use in a very special way in reaching the lost and prodigals and the misplaced and what have you. So if you would just pray with me right now as we dive into the Word. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank You for Your presence. We thank You that You are Jehovah Jireh, You're the provider. Lord, you're taking care of uh, the building. You use us, and we thank you for that. I just bless, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, those who have, have uh, given so generously. Bless them, God. And now I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would speak. We know that your word is alive. We ask for your anointing, like I've said many times, especially this weekend, I want to be the donkey that you ride in the city on. So I pray that you speak to us right where we are. I pray, Holy Spirit, that especially in this specific um, subject, that you would transform us from the inside out so that we can reach our city in a beautiful fashion. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Each of us 
are blessed. I'm in a series right now called The Blessed Life. We've been in that and uh, for a while. Uh, this is still part of that, but I want to let you know that you possess something. You are blessed to possess. You are blessed to possess. You are blessed to possess. You are blessed to possess something that is outrageous, something that is so extravagant, something that is so life changing. You may say, J.O., what in the world? This thing that you possess will take someone from the uttermost, I mean from the guttermost, into the uttermost. I mean, will absolutely change the life of a man, will change the life of a teenager. Come on, somebody. You change the life of a teenager, you got some power going on. Change the life of a child, a family, a marriage, and even a city. This thing that I want to talk to you tonight about is the glorious gospel. You are blessed to possess the glorious gospel. This thing lives inside of you, and God wants to use you to give it, to give it, to give it out, to give it out. How many of you know it's not what you keep that, that blesses you, but it's what you are able to give that blesses you? Let me say that again, because I know most of you get that. Some of you don't. It's not what you keep that blesses you. That's the world's way. But what you're able to give is what's going to bless your life. And you possess something that can bless a life, that can change a life, that can change a family, that can change them for eternity, and it's the, the glorious gospel. And I want to share with you tonight, Jail, is it that glorious? Yes, it is. I want to remind you that you once was in darkness. I want to remind you that once you were dead. I want to remind you that you were lost, but now you're found. I want to let you know you were blinded by the devil, born already ruined, stone cold dead as you stepped out of the womb. I'm going to tell you, it is that glorious. And I, I just hope that faith would arise. There might be people in here that you've never shared the gospel with anyone before. I pray that would change tonight. Because I'm going to tell you right, that is not God's will for your life. That is not God's will. I don't care if you've been in church a, a day, a week, 40 years. It's God's will that we, everyone in here right now, be fishers of men. Follow me and I'll make you Come on, come on. Follow me, I'll make you. If you're following, you're... Oh, you, you didn't get that right there. Come on. If you're following, you're... Think about that. If you're following, you're fishing. And so tonight, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would blow upon this sermon in the area of this glorious gospel that it would be so glorious to you again you would have great value in it because i'm gonna tell you right now when jesus walked into this room right here when he walked into this room everything changed bonds was was loosened man the the dead was risen demons squilched screamed and squirmed you name it they did it i'm gonna just let you know that's the power of the gospel this guy was hopeless and he put hope in my life i was absolutely in bondage of fear and on and on and on and he broke those bondages change were snapped why because the power of the gospel of jesus christ is the power of god unto salvation for those who will believe and you possess that you possess that. Come on, say this with me. We is they. We, is we always think somebody else is going to preach it. 
Jesus is waiting for you to share it, you to preach it, and you to distribute. I want you to look at a, 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 a story tonight and just check this out. It's out of Mark 1, 40 through 45. It's right behind me right now. Thank you. See there? Just snap right there. Thank you, ma'am. And it goes like this. It's now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand. I love this story. This ain't even what I'm preaching. This is for free. Jesus touched him before he ever even healed him. <laughs> Jesus touched a leper before he ever even healed him. Stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy uh, left him and he was cleansed. And look what Jesus did. He strictly warned him and sent him away at once. And he said to him, look what Jesus said to him. See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way. Come on. Show yourself to the priest and offer your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Jesus said, see that you say nothing to anyone. Come on, Jesus. Jesus, you know I'm a Jesus freak, but you just cleansed me a leper. My skin was falling off. My fingers were falling off. My nose was falling off. My ears was falling off. And you tell, you clean me, you heal me, and you say, don't tell no, that to nobody. Come on, say, say this with me. The gossip of the gospel. If the gospel was still gossip to this day, I guarantee you, you would go out of here like crazy and it would get all over the city like fire because you'd be like, how, oh, how oh, Jesus said don't say nothing. Oh, I can't keep it. And this is exactly what's going on. It ain't gossip no more. It ain't gossip no more. I hope that it becomes, now gossip doesn't mean that it's untrue. Gossip can be true. It can't be true, okay? And I hope it becomes gossip again. Because if his gossip is going to go crazy in our city, Jesus says, don't tell anyone. And look what the guy does. However, somebody say however. however. Just like me and you. Hey, shh, don't say nothing. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus, this guy went crazy. So that Jesus could, could no longer open, uh, openly enter the city, but was outside in the deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. Now, that guy was telling everybody. Jesus can't even get in the city now because his leper's telling everyone. Come on, the gossip of the gospel is powerful. It's power. I hope you get a hold of it. I wish I could just say to you right now, shh, shh, shh just make sure whatever you hear tonight, don't tell us so. Just, just don't, 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 don't tell anyone. And you would believe me, because I know what would take place. As soon as you got out of here, you go to the restaurant tonight, and you'd be calling people, like, oh, they, you ought to see what's going on at the church right there. The pastor's out. Oh, I got to tell you what's going on. And it would hit like wildfire in this place. That's just the way it is. You couldn't enter any place because you couldn't shut this man down because he had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And when you have a true encounter with Jesus Christ, come on, I want to let you know, you just can't shut that person down. And I just pray that there would come a, 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 a new passion inside of you to share this glorious God. We have something that's changed our life, and I think we owe it to a world that's lost and broken that they would have the opportunity to hear about Jesus too. Now, Jesus uses me and you. He ain't got nobody else. He needs you. 
He needs you. He don't need you, but he's chosen to need you. And so I just pray, Father, I pray that you touch every person here. There was something that would just bubble forth inside of us, God, like a volcano, Lord, when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, in the powerful conviction of the Holy Spirit, when you say, talk to this person, no longer we'd be bound in fear, but there'd be bravery upon us, courageousness, God, to share the glorious gospel that can change people's life. Everyone said amen. Amen. I'm absolutely preaching this week towards Easter, the Resurrection Sunday. Why? Because we are blessed with something that I'm talking about tonight, this glorious gospel. We're blessed so much, and there's no need for us to keep it inside us. God wants to get it out of us. God swears to his own self to Abraham, and he says this in Hebrews 6.14. Uh, he says, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying i will multiply you and we are children of abraham and he has blessed us and he wants to multiply us and we hold the promise the promise of jesus the promise of the gospel and he wants to get it out of us now listen to me right now just listen to this healing is very important but i'm gonna tell you right now it's not the most important because you can go to heaven diseased Now, you know, if you've been around me long enough, you know good and well that I want you to be whole. But you can go to heaven diseased. You can go to heaven with one eye. Jesus even said it. You can go to heaven with one hand. You can go to heaven lamed with diabetes, deaf, and blind. You can go to heaven with many afflictions. And you know, I believe that God wants to heal, and he is our healer, and he has healed us. But I just want to let you know that you can go to heaven pretty jacked up. But you cannot go to heaven without the gospel of Jesus Christ. You you cannot go to listen, you cannot go to heaven without knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior and your God. You cannot go to heaven without the forgiveness of sins. There is no way possible. And I know that healing and all the other things are beautiful, and I believe those are byproducts of serving Christ, but the number Number one, uno, you know, baby is the gospel of Jesus Christ because that's what sets people free. Let, 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 I'm going to show you. I, I just want to show you a couple places tonight what I'm talking about. Matthew 10, 7 through 8, it says, and as you go, code red Jesus, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he goes on to say, heal the sick. Cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Amen? Amen. What was the first thing? Come on, come on, go with me, church. Come on, go with me in the back. Get this tonight. He said, first preach. Look, 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 look at the, just look at the life of Jesus for a minute. How many know he was born of a virgin? After he was born, you see him getting water baptized later on by John, the only man, man God that never needed to be water baptized. And then he's out in the desert for 40 days. He's not eating and he's tempted in many ways by the devil and he brings forth the word of God. But look at the very next thing that Jesus does. He begins his ministry doing this. Matthew 4, 17. And from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
Number one, number uno, you know, the gospel. That's the, hey, 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 hey. There's so many things that we, we love in the, we love worship, we love healing, all those different things. But I'm going to tell you right now, the number one thing is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God for salvation. Changes lives. How many of you have really been changed by Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ? Come on, you better be raising your hand right now because if you're not, we're going to do an altar call in just a few minutes. You need to run up here. Look what Paul's, look what Paul said. Look what Paul said. He says, for I am determined, this is a genius. He says, I am determined not, I mean, he's determined not to know except one thing. I'm determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Even at times, Paul would say, hey, you know, I didn't come to baptize. I come to preach the gospel. That's what he said. Uh, Jesus used terms that was very, very, very easy for people to understand. I like Jesus that way. He, he didn't get into long words that trip people out, try to impress him with his religiosity and with his big Christianese and all that. He spoke in terms that people could understand. Why? Because he needed to get the gospel across. Even if you were to look in, in Acts 2, you see on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out upon this new baby church. And they all began to speak in tongues and you could hear each other in your own language. What was going on there? Well, if you remember back in Genesis uh, at the, the Tower of Babel, the language was absolutely, completely confused. And now at the day of Pentecost on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is bringing the, the language back together. Why? So people could understand and hear and understand. The nations could hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, so Jesus spoke in a way that people could understand. He used words like, how many farmers we got here? You know, we got a few farmers. Raise your hand if you're, just wave your hands in the air if you're a farmer. One, we got more than one farmer. Come on, come on, Eddie, raise your hand. Good, 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 good. Come on, Clayton, you kind of a farmer, ain't you, Clayton? You're a lawyer farmer, you know. He used terms like seed and harvesting and watering and wells and mountains and living water and all those types of things. Uh, high five your neighbor right now because I, I want you to say something to him. High five and say, hey, farmer. Hey, farmer. Say, 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 hey, farmer. I want to talk to you the remaining of this time of, you know, I'm preaching toward... The Resurrection Sunday next weekend, but it is not just about next weekend. It's something that we should be passionate about all the time. Everywhere you are. Listen, you're not just a nine to five person there just trying to pull a check, sucking air to, you know, Monday through five. No, Jesus has you wherever you, whatever you're doing in order to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you're not doing that, I want to let you, you're missing it. You're, you're, you're absolutely missing it in life. You're, 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 you're missing it. God's got you there to be used mightily so that this gospel, your light and salt. Uh, and so God uses uh, 
us to plant seeds. And I want to just talk about seed tonight, maybe a little different way when it comes to the gospel and the power of the glorious seed that he wants you to be sowing. Now, you may have heard people talk about, uh, you know, Oh, they, they tell me I need to preach the gospel and I just ain't going to do it, J.O. I'm just not going to preach the gospel. I hope, that, I hope that the Holy Spirit just melts your heart tonight. Yeah. Just melts your heart. Because here we are, knowing Christ, heaven bound, and there's so many people going to hell in a handbasket. And God just wants us simply to do what he asked us to do way back when, when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want to talk to you about the glorious gospel seed tonight. If you look at 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 8, this, I'm going to be talking, you're going to hear a lot of words like this tonight. Farming, seed, and sowing, and the power of that tonight, of, of, of the, 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 the seed that's in you, of how God wants it to be planted in other people's life, and how it can change lives, even this week. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 8 says this. I planted, this is Paul. I planted, everyone say, I planted. I planted. Hey, what's he planting? Brothers, plant seeds. Plant seeds. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. See, he uses man. He uses man. And he's waiting to use you. He's looking for fat Christians. Fat, you have permission to be fat. Faithful, available, and trainable. He's always looking for fat Christians. Faithful, available, and trainable. Faithful, available, and trainable. Some people are sometimes faithful, but they're, they're not available. They're always busy. Sometimes they're available, but they're not trainable. They're hardheads. And God's looking for faithful, available, trainable people that he can work through by his Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You with me? Okay. Apollo's water, but God gave the increase, so neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one. And each, like, I might sow some seed, and, and Mike Green might come behind me and throw a little water on there, and, and all of a sudden Don come behind me, throw some water, my wife throws a little water on there. And when my wife got born again, she thought I was sending all these people into her store to tell her about Jesus, and I'm like, man, you know, I might, I might have lined up one person to go in there. Who knows? Probably, you know. Uh, I would do something like that. I think that's a good thing. But man, she said many people was coming in here telling her about Jesus Christ. That's a Jesus thing. That's a Christian. That's a, that's a church thing. And it goes on to say, Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Get out of your mind right now that God does not reward Everyone's on the same page, and, and you know, I'm going to get the same reward as Don. He rewards according to what you're going to do. He's, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is. He's a rewarder. He's, look, 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 receive his own reward uh, to his own labor. That's for free tonight. I don't got time to go on that tonight. But God is a rewarder. Tell your neighbor right now, he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder, you guys. God sees all those things, that your prayer life, times you share, you serve, help the poor. He is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. Okay? So my question to you, what are you planting? What are you planting? You go, I didn't even know I was planting anything, J.O. You're planting. You're sowing. You're sowing something. Every, every day, you're planting and you're sowing. That's all there is to it. What are you planting? I want to tell you, this is what you're planting. You are planting whatever you sow. Whatever you sow is what you're planting. What do you mean by that? Look at the scripture, okay? 
Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will reap. And what I'm talking about tonight in everything, all the sowing and seeds and reaping and planting and everything, water and all that, I'm talking about the glorious gospel tonight, okay? So whatever, you're sowing every day, you sow things. You sow, you sow into your wife, sow into business, you're sowing. What are you sowing? Because whatever you're sowing, that's what you're going to reap, okay? But I want you to focus that on the gospel. I think there's certain things that deserves us to be intentional about, Making disciples. If you're not intentional about that, listen, you can go out of here until the day you die and never share the gospel unless you're intentional about it. Unless you're, you're intentional about it. Unless you're like, you know what, God? I'm going to sow. 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 The problem is, is that some of us be like, I'm going to sow. I'm going to sow. I'm going to sow. And some of us be like, so. <laughs> so. So. I don't care what J.O. says. So. So you can sow or you can sow. God wants you to sow. S-O-W, not S-O, not S-O, not, not S-O, but S-O-W. So he, he wants you to sow. Man, if you're working there in the car lot, he wants you to sow. If you're working there doing hair, come on, sow. He has put you in that, wherever you are, he's put you in that position to sow. Now it says, God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will reap. How foolish would it be for me to stand in a field and say, I'm so excited in this field right here. I'm going to harvest this field. This field, I, I can't wait for it to come. But how foolish would it be if I said that and I never planted a seed? Well, J.R., I never seen you sow. I never seen you plant a seed. Well, I'm just waiting for my harvest to come. I'm waiting for Uncle Jerry and Rick and Rachel, mom and dad and uncle and cousin and people at the work job. I'm waiting for all of them to come to know Jesus Christ. Well, have you ever sowed a seed into them? Well, no. God can do that. If he wants to save them, he can do that. I got news for you right now. He's waiting for you to sow. He's waiting on me and you to sow. And I'll convict my own heart tonight by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, convict me too. Because he's waiting for every one of us. It's foolish for us to stand out there thinking that our family and our friends and people that we're going to work for, work with or whatever, is going to come to know Jesus Christ if we are not sowing. Because whatever a man sows. I got a good little preaching session right here. Is anybody else with me tonight? For whatever a man sows. That's a fact. J.O., you ticking me off right now. I hope I tick you off so bad that you might go and sow a seed tonight. That you might sow into somebody. Somebody will love you, kiss you, high-five you in heaven because that bald-headed, crazy preacher just ticked you off. I'm okay with that. Whatever a man sows, you're going to reap. Number two, what kind of seed are you going to sow? What kind of seed are you going to be sowing? Listen to this scripture out of Genesis. There's, a, there's principles throughout the entire Bible that God has set for many fashions, but even for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen to this scripture. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass. Let the herb, not that, not that smoking herb, Washington, come on now. 
Let the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind. According to its kind. Whose seed is in itself. Whose seed is in itself. On the earth. And it was so and the earth brought forth its fruit. The herbs uh, of the yield, uh, herb that yields its seed according to its kind. And the tree in the fields uh, yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. Third time it said that, according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Ever since the very beginning, God has put this principle into place. Sowing, harvest, time, just planting seeds. Time, harvest. And the kind of seed is of its kind. And so it would be also foolish for me to be in a field and go, I'm waiting for all these tomatoes to come up. And all I did was plant pepper seeds. Wouldn't that be crazy? Why? Because the seed of its kind is what's going to come up. The gospel seed of its kind is what's going to come up. The seed that's in. The seed that is in you. What seed is in you? If you're born again tonight, greater is he that lives in you. The seed of God is in you. What do you mean seed of God? Let me show you. Look what it says. 1 John 3, 9. There's a seed inside of you that God wants to use you to plant in the, into others the seed of its kind. What does it say? Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed, as a capital H, God's seed, that's sperma, that seed is in him. And it, he cannot sin because he has been born of God. The seed that is in you, you could call it this. You could call it the gospel seed. You could call it the eternal seed. You could call it the J seed, the Jesus seed. You could call it the kingdom seed. You could call it salvation seed. What I'm talking about tonight is that if you're born again, the seed of God is inside of you. And like a plant... God wants to use you to reproduce that and that seed to go forth and, and, and spread and sow it everywhere so that you would be part of reaping a harvest. Are, are you following me tonight? Okay. Number three, what seed should naturally be produced and sowed from our lives? I think a, a believer, if you, there's, a, there's a parable in the Bible of, of sowing. Once again, I mean, there's so much in the Bible about sowing. It's, it's just absolutely phenomenal from Genesis throughout the Bible. I'm going to read this parable and I want you to see it tonight. Matthew 13, 3 through 9. And it says this, then he spoke many things to them in parables saying, behold, a sower. Everyone say sower. sower. Went out to sow and he sowed some feet, uh, seed fell on the wayside and the birds came and devoured them. Some Seed fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and immediately sprang up and because they had no depth of earth. But 
when the sun was up, uh, there it was scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a, 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 a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And then the disciples start drilling Jesus. What are you talking about, this sowing thing? And then he begins to explain a little bit of the kingdom and all about these four seeds that this sower was sowing. To me, it's just like me and you sowing seeds. We're, we're sowers. The seed is inside of you. And we're to be sowing the seed, the seed of the gospel of eternal life that can change people's life. You know, it's, it's proven that, I don't know why it's this way, but people usually need to hear the gospel seven and a half times before they'll ever receive Christ. So Don may preach it to somebody, and then Karen preaching and Clayton to preaching and, and then all of a sudden they come to know Jesus Christ because the seed has just been watering and fertilizing and the Holy Spirit just doing a great work in their life. Now, he explains the seed. He says the first one didn't make it because they, number one, they lacked understanding. So all of a sudden there's a, a portion, a quarter of the seed that fell away because of the lack of understanding. When people come up here and give their life to Christ, we want to do everything for them to understand. Connor follow, follows up on them on Friday. Hey, we got a water baptism. We want to get them in a city group. We get them in the purple group. We want people to understand so that they can grow. Amen. But some people, they don't get the understanding and they fall away. Number two, some of them had no root in himself, and tribulation and persecution came causing him to stumble. So sometimes people come to know Jesus Christ, and before you know it, man, they go through hell and high water. The enemy releases all of his ammo on them and, and all the persecution, and they fall to the wayside. And then the third one, it says uh, the cares of the world, deceitfulness, choke them out. But then there was a, a quarter of the sea. Everybody say that with me, a quarter of the sea. A quarter, one-fourth, one-fourth. Look what took place. But he who sowed seed on the good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. Only a quarter of the seed that I'm throwing out Whatever I'm going, where, uh, along the way, whatever I'm sharing, sharing Jesus, only a quarter of the seed is hitting on good ground. You know what that tells me? We need to plant way more seed than we're planting. We need to plant more seed, you guys. There's, a, there's so many people that need to hear this gospel. And you have that in. The seed remains in you. And then we just so busy at work and so, so busy with sports. And I like work and I like sports. But I tell you what, we need to value the gospel. A man does what he values and he values what he does. Not, not lip service, but action. Action, action, action. Listen to the scripture. A quarter of the seed that we plant 
falls on good ground. 2 Corinthians 9.6. Paul is absolutely in this scripture. He's speaking of finances because in this scripture, he's sharing with the church, get the finances ready, I'm going to come, I'm going to da-da-da-da-da. But the principle behind it, the, the principle of sowing and reaping is, oh, I, I pray that you get this tonight. Because I'm telling you, if 12 can turn the world upside down, can you imagine just Saturday night service of what we could do in our city? If you're willing to sow, 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 and not be like so. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully also will reap bountifully. If you're sowing, hey, if we're not seeing people get saved, we're not seeing family members get saved, if we're not seeing people get saved on the weekend, if we're not seeing people get saved on Saturday night, if we're not seeing people get saved in city group, if we're not getting, seeing people get saved, guess what we're not doing? Because there's no way that it doesn't work. Because it's a principle of Jesus Christ. For whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Goes on to say in that same area of Scripture, 2 Corinthians 9, 10, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower, bread for the food, supply and multiply, look what it says, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. There's a story, a beautiful story. This, 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 this guy, I'm going to read the scripture and you go, well, well that, that makes sense, but then I'm going to break it down to you. Listen to the scripture out of Genesis 26, 12. It says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and he reaped in the same year. Okay, he sowed in the land. Come on, farmers. He sowed in the land and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Well, praise God, J.O., I mean, he should. He's a farmer. I mean, he planted out there in the same year. You know, Read the story. There was a famine in the land. There was a famine in the land. And he sowed. And in the same year, he reaped a hundredfold in the middle of a famine. Why do you say that? Because the gospel is a supernatural seed. The gospel of Jesus Christ is alive. The gospel is not a dead seed. It will get inside of someone and just... It will not let them go. I remember every time someone preached the gospel to me, coming out of a Bon Jovi concert or standing in Hardee's or whoever it was, that gospel got inside of me and it wouldn't let me go because it's alive. It's alive. It's a living seed. It's a supernatural seed that changes lives. So you can take a seed and you can throw it upon the life of a famined man. You can take a seed and throw it on a famined marriage or a famine relationship. Someone who's famined of peace. Someone who's famined of Jesus Christ. Someone who's living in total famine, maybe even finances. You can take that supernatural seed because it's powerful. It's miracle seed. It will absolutely... Get inside of them on good ground and it will produce and it will multiply. And oh my goodness, can you imagine how our city could be turned upside down throwing this miracle seed on famine land? It can happen. 
famine in every area, so on family, and a hundredfold. Now, let me close with this. What might this look like this week? I'm not asking you to go out and try to touch a thousand people. But what if you touched one? Seriously. Right now. You think about one. One. Everyone say one. one. Power of one. I had lunch with a, a place that I fish at. is in the gym. It's just a fishing hole. I have fished many years in gyms. Met my wife at a bodybuilding competition. Met her the second time in a gym. Asked her to marry me in the parking lot of a gym. Gym has been... Jim has just been. Hi, Gary. How you doing back there? Good to see you. Jim has been a fishing hole for me. So I've been just fishing, just loving on a guy. Met with him Tuesday and just shared my, my testimony with him. Shared many parts of the gospel with him. We sat for probably an hour and a half and just shared back and forth. And I'm taking one of those little cards to him, Lord willing. I hope you got these. These are like little seeds right here. I'm telling you, just little seeds. Just invite. Come on, come on. Don't let this just sit in your pocket or underneath the chair. Just invite him because we have a powerful weekend set up for next weekend. Just plant the seed. Plant the seed of the gospel. And I'm going to invite. I've already invited him to Easter, but I'm going to ask him if I can give him a brochure on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said, yeah, not a believer. And I'm just believing that he's going to come Easter. I'm going to follow up on him this week. Come on. The power of one. When it comes to Luke 15, Jesus talked about the one lost sheep. The power of one. Jesus talked about one coin. The power of one. Jesus talked about one prodigal son. The power of one. Man, come on, somebody say one. one. Come on, you can go, you can plant some seed and invite. Come on, one this week, one. The, the woman with the alabaster, one broken woman. The woman caught in adultery, one woman. One time Jesus in Mark 5, Mark 5, Jesus has got a multitude of people that he's ministering to in Mark 4, and he gets in a boat, and he goes across the sea. He goes through a storm. He gets on the other side, and all of a sudden this madman comes out of the tombs. He's naked and jacked up and chains, and man, he's got a legion of demons. I mean, this guy is scary. Jesus meets him. Done left, it, done left the, the, the ministry on the other side of the sea. He travels a storm, gets out, begins to minister to this guy, casts 6,000 demons out of it. That's pretty scary. This guy is sitting now clothed in his right mind. And he wants to follow Jesus. And Jesus says, no, go and tell of the goodness. And he goes to 10 cities and he preaches. Jesus gets back in the boat, across the sea, back to the multitude. That brother went across the sea to a jacked up demon possessed man. One man. Come on, you got it. Am I the one man? One, Jesus. Man, if Jesus do it, come on, 
Can we not do it? Can we, can we not invite an employee or, or, or our cousin or somebody that is on the highway to hell? They can make a decision, hear the gospel, and all of a sudden they're Led Zeppelin out. I'm on the stairway to heaven. <laughs> can happen. The gospel. Next Friday night, it's going to be an all-worship night with three spoken words. Three spoken words. If you don't know what it is, get on YouTube and look it up. If you're my age and older, you may not know what a spoken word is. Just look it up. It's going to be three spoken words in a worship night. It's going to be outrageous. I just, just sense it. Because when we come to worship, Jesus, is, He comes. And then Saturday night is called Everything. Going to be preaching towards that. Throw the net. And there's going to be a drama called Everything. And I think it's, it's going to be profound. And that's going to be all three services Sunday. And what I'm asking you to do is can we reach our city? Can you sow? Will you invite? Come on. The one. If you don't make a decision now to do that, you probably will show up by yourself next week. But if you're intentional about it, and maybe you invite them and they don't come. Hey, but at least you can invite them. Maybe you're a little bit bashful and you're like, man, I pray for him, I invite him. I'm not right there right now yet to preach the gospel to him. If you get him here, <laughs> if you get him here, if you, we, we will throw the net. If you get him here, they will hear about Jesus. There's going to be crazy people just praying for them. Not crazy people, but crazy for Jesus, you know what I'm saying? J.O., I just don't have any lost friends. Change your stinking world. Get lost friends. If you think Jesus hung out with the church, I got news for you. Sinners, tax collectors, the sick. He called the sinners the sick. That's who he went after. And he hung out with his disciples and he hung out with great people too. But constantly he hung out with the sinners and they liked him. And the religious people freaked out. Right? And we want to be like Jesus. Amen? Let me close with this. Four snares that will impact you or could snare you from sowing. Number one, sow or sow. Sow or sow. A wrong attitude in it. Number one. Number two, fear or faith. Man, f- have faith to sow. Sow, sow, sow your row. Sow, sow, sow your row. Sow, sow, sow a row. Sow, sow, sow a row. That's not how that song goes. It is tonight. Because we can sow, you guys. You can't tell me that God is not faithful to His Word. If we sow, we're going to reap. Number three, time. We all have seven days, 24 hours a day. There's probably no one in this room busier than I. Not complaining, I'm just explaining. But a man values what he does and he does what he values. 
if you value the lost, I think we will pursue the lost. Number four, we shut our eyes to the lost around us. Jesus just got through sharing the most amazing word to a Samaritan lady who he should not be in the country and he should not be talking to this lady. And he prophesies, gives her a word of knowledge. Then she goes and tells the city and then he goes and ministers to the Samaritan city and he says, lift up your eyes! Lift up your eyes! We can't walk around with our eyes shut. We can't walk around like people aren't dying and going to hell. Lift up your eyes. Look at the harvest. It's white. Ready for harvesting. It's ready for harvesting. It's ready for harvesting. All you got to do is see it. See it. Amen. Amen. Will you stand to your feet? You may be here tonight, just if you would, bow your head. Bow your head. Just bow your head, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Move right now. Touch lives. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. The gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Hosanna, Hosanna. They sang with their palms up, palms out. Hosanna, save us, save us, save us. The King of Israel. Jesus came to save. Jesus came to forgive. Jesus came to make a way for you to have a relationship with the Father. Jesus came to take on your sins. Jesus came to pour out His blood that you could be whole, that you could be cleansed. Jesus came to redeem, to buy you back. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, right now, you don't, you don't know Jesus, and you know if you know Him or not. If you know Him, you know Him. And if you don't, you don't. If you don't know Jesus or you've walked away from Jesus and you know you need to get right with Christ tonight, we want to pray for you. And I just want you to lift your hand right now going, man, J.O., that's me. I, I need to get right with Jesus. Just stick your hand up. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. There's four on the right. Anybody upstairs, just raise your hand so I can see it. Just raise your hand good. Don't be ashamed. Anybody on my left, raise your hand. Those that's got their hands, see you right here. I see you up front, bro. Those that's got their hands up, I want you to come up here right now. We want to pray for you. I want, hey, you four right here, I want you all to really get a hold of them and help them get them Bibles and really pray. Would you just step out? Just come on, you got your hands up. Just step out. They want to pray for you. I want you all to, to pray with them to receive Christ. And Will you come on up? Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, guys. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Just go right over there. Hi, how you doing? Hi. God bless you. Anybody else? Praise God. Would you all pray for them and minister to them? Man, we have Bibles for them. Find out their names, Connor. We follow up on them, man. We want them to have understanding. Come on, somebody. We want them to have understanding. Amen. If you're here tonight and you're in a famine, 
You're like, J.O., I'm in a famine myself. Something's famined in your life. Can we pray for you? Would you just step forward? i got a whole other crew over here on my left that's ready to pray for you. Somehow you're in a famine. It could be health. It could be relational. Come on, James. I'm proud of that young man right there. Praise God. Amen. You're in a famine. You need prayer tonight. Just come on up. Maybe you're here tonight and you're like, J.O., I've been in the church probably longer than you. Maybe shorter. And I know that I'm, I know I have this seed. I know I'm supposed to share the gospel. But I just never do. Maybe it's timidity, fear. Maybe there's no conviction of it. And you're like, man, I know. I know the Holy Spirit is, I know that He's urging me to, to sow. To stop sow, but sow, sow. So, and if you need prayer tonight in this, this area of farming, this area of sowing, maybe you want to pray for someone who's lost in your family, would you just come forward? We'd love to pray for you tonight. Just come on up. I'm going to close in prayer in just a moment. Praise God if you need that. My daughter right here would love to pray for you. Anyone else? Praise God. How many of you could say, J.O., I can reach out to somebody this week. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I can reach out to somebody. I can reach out. Come on, somebody. Huh? We can sow, right? We have this glorious answer inside of us. Don't ever forget the power of the gospel that resides in you. That can change, change a man from the guttermost. To the uttermost. Amen. How many of you are like me in the guttermost? <laughs> and he'll put, give you the uttermost. Ha! Huh? Praise God. Let me pray in closing. Father, just thank you for a beautiful night in your presence. Thank you for the glorious gospel. The seed. The seed that remains in every one of us. God, I pray for divine appointments and direction. I pray for my friend that I... Uh, met with Tuesday that you touch him and his whole family father I pray for every person that we're gonna reach out sow some seed water this week gonna plant father that you would by your Holy Spirit draw them and we would see a harvest God I just lift them up I pray over your church this week bless them keep them shine your countenance upon them God the blessing of the Lord over them that makes one rich and as no sorrow be their portion in Jesus name and everyone said would you put your hands together for Jesus come on Woo!